relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world... She walks in a mine. Impressive. Most impressive. See things you people wouldn't believe. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him again. Master Blaster sounds better with a British accent, I think. So much fun. We love Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and we are delighted to review it in Making Movies Great Again with Chris Coles. Are you ready, Chris? It's much better than I'm the original. Ready. Well, I, I'll tell you something. I think we may have watched different movies. <laughs> no, I'm sad. I, watched the- I, I, I sadly watched the first one as planned. It took me okay. four days, four right. days to, to get, get through it because I was just so – it was as – uninspiring dark and dismal as i remembered it but you it gave is me a, a hard choice movie to get through you yeah, know you know i could have put it on black uh, but i put it on red and i watched mad wax so we're gonna watch the original with max rocketinsky uh chris coles um it's not even an american movie no but it is the movie that put australia on the map for cinema <laughs> I really, I mean, this film, the original Mad Max, the the original film, was the highest grossing film in history. Not highest grossing, um, sorry, most revenue compared to its budget, right? It made right. the most money, it, you know, compared to its budget until I think Blair Witch, which was a movie that was made for like nothing, for like two hundred dollars or something right. like that. They, but this movie was was like independently financed. The original Mad Max, and it was just this sort of like couple of guys who had this idea, let's make a crazy movie in Australia. And it was such a big hit, it, it put Australia on the map in terms of cinema. So well done for them. But a little bit of a difficult watch. Let's just give, give them the figures. $400,000 US to make, totally pri- privately financed by the friends of the filmmakers, and it made a cool $100 million. It's pretty good. Unbelievable. I mean, really unbelievable. And you know, you can kind of see why, even though this was a difficult film to get through, it, it was painful to watch for about the first hour and a half. The last <laughs> half an hour of the film 
maybe the hour, hour and ten minutes. So it's an good. hour thirty-five long. So when you said the first hour and a half was was bad, <laughs> I was like, yeah, the last four minutes were okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let me say this because I looked at the time that I started to enjoy the film, and it was an hour ten minutes. Okay. And I remember thinking, okay, so like the last thirty minutes here are going, are, are get, it's getting a little bit better. I feel like it's going to get better, and I, and I, I wasn't disappointed. The last twenty minutes, let's say twenty thirty minutes, are amazing. And I would say, if this guy had instead of created this like long drawn out, uh, you know, bunch of like, it, it's a very what would you call it? It's a mess. The film is a mess, and the whole first hour ten is is a bunch of sort of almost disconnected activities that are are occurring. And then the last 20 minutes or so is like, um, is like a revenge film. And it's 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 like, um, uh, my buddy razor fist calls it a Western without horses. And it is, it's a revenge. It's a West. I was actually going to make the exact same point. Yeah. It's a Western. Yeah. It's a Western without horses and it's a revenge story. We've seen this many times before, but not in a future post-apocalyptic setting. Right. And if they like we've seen the exact same scenario a few times. I mean, if you look at the outlaw Josie Wales, if you look at death wish, these films came before this one and did it better. It just didn't do it with cars. It just didn't do it with a post, post-apocalyptic setting. So this was new. This was unusual, maybe a little bit trendy for the time, set some trends. But a lot of stuff is really weird. Like the villains in this movie are wacky. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're sinister, but in a deranged way. One, th- one thought I had you know, about halfway through the film is Max is the only character who is not mad. <laughs> that's good. No, that's really good. E- even his bo- boss, Fifi, the big, you know, bold guy, he's like, he's uh, he's a little weird to say the least. Goose, his partner, is weird. These two guys at the beginning of the movie, they have issues, and then all of the villains are just nutcases. I will say this: there is something to be said for criminals or violent gangs in a post-apocalyptic setting that rings true to me. And one thing that I really don't like about this film and I don't like about films like this is that the villain doesn't have any kind of um, clear intention. There's no obvious goal for the villain. In the second film, there is. They want the gasoline that this little village has. In In the first film, there's no stated goal. Well, the, the, only, the only goal is uh, revenge for Knight Rider, the guy who's killed at the beginning. That's the only goal you can impute. Right, but they don't follow that up in any way. No. If, if they had gone after uh, Mel Gibson, uh, Max's family, because of that, I could understand. But the, what ends up happening in the film is they start going after his wife and kid because they randomly happen across them I like well, and, because, and also because she knees him in the balls when he licks her ice cream. Yeah, at the ice cream shop, they randomly run into her. Right. It's like total coincidence. It's like the dumbest thing. It's like you've created a scenario in which there could be a motive for the villain, but then you've just done away with that and had them randomly run into each other. But that said, I will, I will say that the idea of having senseless violence and senseless criminality with this gang of bi- bikers uh, in this sort of quasi post apocalyptic film makes sense in a way because even though I don't like it, because it's sort of like a horror film. There's no real sense to the violence. It's just this monster, right? I, I, if you look at these villains, if you look at these b- bikers as Antifa, 
If you look at them as like the raiders of a store in like a Black Lives Matter protest or something, then they start to make sense to you. There is this capacity for senseless violence. among. This is the kind of toxic masculinity that the left tries to apply to regular men who are raising their son in the suburbs. And when the the boy climbs a tree and falls down out of it, they go, boys will be boys. And they go, how dare you say this evil thing? And it's like, well, no, boys are a little bit rough. They're a little bit violent. You've got to learn how to constrain that. And I would say that a film like this, as vicious and ugly and violent as it is, is a good example of why we do need strong, tough men in the world. Because there is evil, there is senseless violence, and you need somebody to come in and stop it. In the last 20 minutes of this film, I actually loved seeing Mel Gibson go out and take revenge. I loved it. And is it, is it really a violent movie? Because I watched a two-and-a-half-hour-long making-of with the makers, very bad-quality documentary, and they actually mm-hmm. say, well, it's not very violent because most of the violence is imputed. You don't see the wife die. You don't see the child die. You see the, the sandal roll onto the tarmac. Um, nevertheless, I mean, the, the rape scene, you don't see the woman being raped, but you see her being dragged out of the car. Does this deserve the reputation it has for being this ultra, violent movie that was actually banned in Sweden and in New Zealand. Well, I do think that at the time, even the implied violence was so horrific. I mean, I I think the 70s were all about brutal honesty in a way. And you can have there was a lot of weird stuff going on in the 70s, right? Experimental filmmaking and stuff like this. This is definitely an amateur work. This is yeah. not the work of a seasoned professional. This is not a Hollywood, you this know, is, This is made by film. a guy who'd never made a movie before and was a doctor. He was an ER yeah. surgeon obsessed with the violence and trauma of car accidents. That's who right. Miller was. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and he, And I don't even know how they were able to do this. I mean, they did... <laughs> All of these stunts, I mean, it's incredible, really, what they were able to put together, him and this sort of amateur filmmaker. And they made this this film, which is, again, like not the most coherent picture in the world, but definitely for like an amateur work, it's pretty impressive. And then they were able to parlay that into the second one, which I would say is something of a masterpiece. All right, we will uh, discuss why he chose this movie next here on America First, making movies great again with my co-host, my buddy, Chris Coles, the host of Mr. Reagan on YouTube, also the Alpha Critic. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Reagan USA. I'm Sebastian Gorka. If you enjoy making movies great again, if you love movies as much as we do, never miss any of our deep dives on America First. Go to Spotify. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Apple and just plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends and never miss an episode. And likewise, if you are America First, make sure you wear America First. You've got America First in your pocket. What do I mean? Well, go to the store. Everything is made in America. SebGorkaStore.com. Hottest selling item is still the FBI t-shirt. Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. The newest is the Elon Musk t-shirt and mug. Are you paying attention twitter files and of course the challenge coin you demanded it we made it stay frosty get your sepwalkerstore.com stay with us for more making movies great again with me smashing and chris Coles. this is a red alert for hard-working americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda wealth protection research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security we're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like jim rickards and porter stansberry they're not afraid to tell it like it is exposing how the system is rigged against you text ideas to 76626 to find out more with the 2024 elections 
storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me! I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again, but 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition, I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. Welcome back to Making Movies Great Again with me, Sebastian Gorka, and Chris Coles. Much damage. You should see the damage, Bronze, huh? <laughs> Metal damage. Brain damage, huh? Are you listening, Bronze? I am a night rider. <laughs> I'm a fuel-injected suicide machine. Not exactly Citizen Kane or Casablanca. I have to ask you, Chris, um, which version did you watch? I I don't know. I just downloaded whatever it is right. that I could find. But I but it was Australian accents, right? It was the original oh, yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Because I, I found out because uh, I was a little young when this came out. I was like eight years old when this came out. 
anywhere outside of Australia, it had a really, really crappy American dub. Even Mel Gibson, who was, by the way, guys, born in America. He's an American citizen. His family moved him to Australia when he was a kid. Even Mel Gibson's voice was dubbed into a bad, bad American accent. So, uh, guys, if you're going to watch this, you don't have to, but if you do, watch the original version. So let's talk about Mad Max and at least its influence. If we say it's an amateurish film made by people who'd never made a movie before, we've got to recognize one thing, and that's the flipping impact this movie had. Because after this mm-hmm. movie came out, like Blade Runner that we've already reviewed here on Making Movies Great Again, it created its own genre, didn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah. Well, not just this, but the second film and the third film. There was a lot of post-apocalyptic films that came out after this. The... the um the cars in particular, there had been car chase films, you know, yeah. before this. There had been car-centric films, right? right? Um, what's funny is I was thinking, okay, they call the, – the, the, the villain at the beginning of the film calls himself Knight Rider. Yes. And then Mel Gibson's car kind of looks like – Like the eventual Knight Rider, the, the Interceptor. Kit. Yeah, the black on black. <laughs> Right. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And I'm like, "Ha, huh, I wonder if this is inspiration for the show Night Ray." I was thinking the same thing, and how did they not like have a copyright issue or somebody say, "Hey, somebody's used that name before again in a movie?" Well, I think the the Night Rider from the show was K, K N I. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. G H T or whatever. So, you know, K, how do you spell Night? I don't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. Night in shining armor with a K, Night as in darkness with an N. Same. Yeah. I just got done off the Peloton. I can't think after I get is done. Is that off what the, happens to you? Is that, why, is, is that why Peloton should be banned? Honestly, people th- say, oh, if you exercise, you get like it, it enlivens your eye. It makes me dumb. Like I can't think afterwards. I don't get it. Uh, Stop exercising. Like Apple- that is the conclusion. Stop exercising. Buy a motorbike and have fun on a motorbike instead. Actually, you know the- – after watching this film, I did feel a little bit less intelligent as well, so that might be part of <laughs> so it. So why the hell uh, did you force me to choose between this and Ghostbusters 2? I need to know uh, why you did this to me. Well, I'll tell you why, because I've always wanted to watch this film. There's a few films I've always wanted to watch because, you know, I've always liked Road Warrior. I've always thought that the concept of this genre, this post-apocalyptic yeah. genre, is a good idea. I, I only assumed that the original Mad Max was... As good as the so second one. So hang on, one. you hadn't seen this at all? Never saw it. I've never seen it. Whoa! Okay, all right, that's good. Why, all right, that's That's why I wanted to see it. I okay. wanted to see it. It was an opportunity now, for me to see it. If you came to this cold, and I, I don't think I'd ever paid attention to it and, and sat down in one mm-hmm. go and ever watched it, uh, maybe seen bits of it on TV or whatever, the first 20 minutes, especially, you know, when the, the, when the uh, Knight Rider flies through the caravan, it's like a comedy. It's like it's. It, it, <laughs> I don't know what the tone is. I couldn't work out what's the tone here. I mean, the fat policeman shouting at his sidekick to let him drive the car. It was like the the, the tone was confused. And then this, what they sh- they showed that there. And then Eric, I, I, when when um, what's his name, Tokata dies at the end. They do the same effect. Eric, put put the eyes up. This this. What is this bulging yeah. eye thing? I mean, when, when the weird, bad guys die, they have to have these pneumatic eyes, uh, you know, pump up into the screen for a millisecond. I wasn't sure what the tone they were trying to cut, Chris. I will, I will say this. The, the film is worth watching just for that last 30 minutes. <laughs> I would say just start it at like, like the one hour mark. Yeah. And then just watch the, watch the rest of the film. You don't need the first hour of this film. 
Uh, it does give you a sort of sense that the, that Mel Gibson's character Max and his his wife uh, are actually deeply in love with each other. You do get that sense. I think all of their scenes together are very good. Obviously, this turned Mel Gibson into a, a mega star. You know, he yes. went on to become a huge star. So I, I do think that there's a couple of reasons why this film did well. One, it's that it's Mel Gibson's charisma comes through for sure. But, and but, then the but last thirty, it, but hang on, hang on. I got I got to stop you there. Does yeah. it really? Because he is utterly magnetic. If you watch him in, we've already reviewed Lethal Weapon. If you watch him in in other movies. I mean, he has a certain magnetism. You just can't stop you know, paying attention when he's on the screen. Here, it's kind of like, I don't know whether it's the writing or because it was only his second film ever. Do you think this is one of his good performances? No, I mean, he's still, he's still young. But uh, yeah. here's the thing I was thinking about when I was watching this. Just his voice, he doesn't sound like a young man. He doesn't sound like, no. I think he's, what, 23 in this movie or something like that? He sounds like um, a, a strong you know, maybe 40-year-old gentleman, you know, right. like a, he's, he's a man. And I think that that's what a good lead is. It's the kind of guy that other men kind of want to be like, but maybe they're not born with that voice. Maybe they're not born with that face. You know, they don't, they don't have that sort of like regular guy um, coolness or whatever. And in that age, in that era, you know, you're always – I think we forget about what was cool or what, what people – appreciated in a particular era and this was the late 70s this was at the end of whatever was popular in the 70s people were looking for something new different interesting and mel gibson comes on the screen and i think that he was the kind of guy that was needed for the 80s at that time he just looked kind of like what a cool 80s guy should look like even in this film i think Except for his haircut, I have to say, I'm glad he lost no, yeah. this haircut. This is this is the worst haircut Mel Gibson has ever had. Just do the lethal <laughs> weapon, do a mullet, do whatever you want. But this, even in Hamlet, the haircut was mildly better. But this does not do any favors for you, Mel. Uh, all right, we no, are right. We, we are watching the original Mad Max with Chris Coles. He is the host of the Superlative YouTube channel. You've got to subscribe today. It is Mr. Reagan. He's also the Alpha Critic. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Reagan USA. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You can follow me on social media as well. I'm everywhere that matters. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us. You can get the Salem app. You can watch us on your Roku or just go to SalemNewsChannel.com. And for my own Substack, yes, my latest articles, unique access to me, it's SebastianGorka.Substack.com. That is my whole name, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. And if you enjoy our show, don't forget to support those who make it possible great patriots like Mike Lindell. He's under the gun. The left want to cancel him desperately. Why? Because he's a conservative. Support him today. Go to MyPillow.com. Use my name to get up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or just call 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Stay with us for more Making Movies Great Again after these messages. Thank you. 
faces a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Today, we are partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere because of interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID. The list of families unable to feed their children grows longer by the day, but you can make a difference to these families. Today, a meal for meal match means your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. That's two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggle to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Knowing your gift will never have more impact than right now. Will you rescue one family, three families, or even ten families? Go to sebgorka.com and click on the red Send Food banner. Text the keyword G-O-R-K-A to 91999 and you will get a link to make your life-saving gift. Or to give your gift by phone, call my toll-free number 855-330-4673. We're back with Chris Coles, a.k.a. Mr. Reagan, making movies great again. The Knight Rider. That is his name. The Knight Rider. The Knight Rider. Remember him when you look at the night sky. I will. Take your hat off. Anything you say, 
anything I say. What a wonderful philosophy you have. Take him away. That is the villain of the piece, uh, Hughes. Let me get his name right. Hughes Byrne. He has a double-barreled name, and that is, I don't know if you did any research. Hugh Keys Byrne. That guy was a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company, and and it shows. Really, <laughs> really? Are you gonna, really going to say that? Yeah. I am. I am. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because uh, <clears throat> classically trained actors. Um, are always overly dramatic. Oh, it's interesting. it's it's hard. It's hard to bring in an actor, especially like that was trained in musical theater. When I was in film school, we brought in a musical theater actor for like a project we were doing. Good God, it was impossible to stop this guy talking like this, you know, and everything was. <laughs> you, uh, oh my, it was like a nightmare. Uh, they they do tend to overact a little bit. The guy is bizarrely dramatic. I think it probably worked at the time. It's really dated now. It's really bizarre now. Um, they actually recast him in the last yes the top the, in in the last uh, whatever the, the Mad Fury, Max Fury Road thing Fury Road it's called right. that's right yeah Fury Road they cast him as the villain Fury Road I thought that was kind of a cool thing right bring him back toward the end I didn't really like Fury Road that all that much but. You know, I, I think I'm glad cool. you said that because some people rave about it. I, I just do not understand it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Here's a, a photograph of him now. Not now. This was when the the making He's of documentary. Now, the making of do- this is what he looked like uh, when they had the make, making of documentary that I sat mm-hmm. through. So that's that's the actor. What about the rest of the performances? Let's let's talk a little bit about the gang, the motorbike gang. Um, I found out they actually drove. So they drove six. In, in preparation for the movie, they drove from Sydney to Melbourne on their motorbike 600 miles before filming to get that kind of gang mentality. And they so went method, I guess, is they left notes written in their blood for Mel, for the makers of the movie, saying, we're coming to get you in their caravans. That's how uh, <clears throat> seriously they took this uh, job, Chris. Well, I, I, I read somewhere that the stunt coordinator was in a motorcycle yes. gang, a With, real motorcycle gang. Well, I don't know about that. The stunt coordinator on, on the way to work one of the first days of shooting – with the actress who is playing Jesse, playing uh, Mel's wife, wife. Yeah. they hit an 18-wheeler that didn't see them, and oh. she b- broke her femur, and that's why they had to cast another actress immediately, and she lost the part. So, yeah, there was, there was you know, serious stuff happening that had nothing to do with these insane stunts. They were just riding to the set, uh, and the accident occurred. That's crazy. Well, all but uh, so because apparently because this guy was in this motorcycle gang, a lot of the gang in the movie are members of a real life motorcycle gang from Australia. Oh, I time, believe it. Which to me is like the, mental. But yeah, this is supposed to be one of the, uh, the what we're playing right now. One of the most violent scenes in the film, which seems tame by today's standards. But they burn this guy to death in his car right right and because of this scene i read this film was banned in both new zealand and sweden and in sweden it wasn't uh it wasn't the, the ban wasn't taken off until like 2004 2005 what? something like that really yeah oh, but just, hang on hang on this. they don't kill goose goose survives remember he's like extra crispy yeah. in the hospital when they mel burn goes him to... almost to death sure, right yeah. right 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 and then mel says 
that's not goose. He doesn't want to believe that his his partner is, you know, this complete vegetable. This is part of the like this is part of this long long drawn out setup for the final showdown. Yeah. And I, you know, this film could have been as masterful as something like Death Wish or something like The Outlaw Josie Wales. If the right if when they written the script they had just said, "Okay, let's try to shorten up all this stuff into like 20 minutes." And then make the whole rest of the film Mad Max hunting down right. and taking out right. this gang. If he had sort of one by one taken out these guys, these bad guys, that like him because there's a little bit of detective work going on, right? He goes to the to this um, guy that's uh, at a mechanic shop or something like that, and yeah. he's kind of beating him up a little bit, trying to find out where the gang is. Right. If he had done that subsequently, like one guy after another, and taken them out throughout the course of a hour and a half or whatever. That would have been a really gripping film to watch. As it is, it was just kind of a mess toward the beginning, I feel like. I want to give you my take on, on, on the, the end of the movie. Uh, this is Mad Max with me, Chris Coles, and uh, with me, Sebastian Gorka, and my co-host, Chris Coles. Uh, if you have one of these devices, dear friends, and I think you probably do have a cell phone, please guarantee it is not linked to the big cell phone providers because they're all woke. They are not on your side. Uh, you don't want to be funding companies that are left-wing if you don't have to with every text you send and every call you make. There's only one Christian conservative cell phone company in America. It's the one I use. I switched all my family's phones over to this amazing company that is on your side, loves America, gives special discounts for veterans and first responders, free activation if you use my name. Switch today. You can keep your old number. It's super easy. Just dial it. 878-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's 878-PATRIOT patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Join the good guys today. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow you'll ever own for my exclusive listeners that my pillow 2.0 has a buy one get one free offer with promo code gorka my pillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100 made in the usa and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee just go to mypillow.com click on the radio list of square for the buy one get one free offer enter promo code gorka or call 800-829-8468 that's code g-o-r-k-a go today this is a red alert for hard-working americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda wealth protection research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security we're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like jim rickards and porter stansberry they're not afraid to tell it like it is exposing how the system is rigged against you text ideas to 76626 to find out more with the 2024 elections storm 
remain our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Welcome back to Making Movies Great Again with me, Sebastian Gorka, and Chris Coles. Each year at this time, I turn to you to help our amazing partners at the Christian Relief Organization, Food for the Poor, that is working in 17 different countries to help the most destitute. Just listen to the messages of hope that you provide. Here is a mother that could not survive without your help. Thanking you, the donors, to keep giving us milk or rice, whatever we need in order to have something on a plate. Because at least we have something to eat. You never forget about us. And thank you very much for that. Really. I don't have the words. I don't know how to say. But thank you. God bless you. And please keep helping. It's one of the most blessed things you can do. $72 provides two children with two meals a day for an entire year. $144 is four starving children that you will help for a year. Please call 855-330-4673 or just go to sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food banner. God bless every single one of you. All right, so um, the last few, I think it's like the last 24, 25 minutes of the movie is... I think the genre-establishing part of the film, along with the you know post-apocalyptic, although it's not very post-apocalyptic because you see him drive past a, a supermarket, you, you go to his lovely house on the beach, so it's like yeah, you know, exactly yeah. You know, there's there's the halls of justice that are decrepit, and then everywhere else is nice and has ice cream parlors. Anyway, um, but the, the the for me. I think you're right. A, a more kind of detective-based uh, revenge element stretched out would have been more engrossing because the last 20 minutes are like, okay, so the, the lead villain crashes into a truck and then the kind of wacky little weedy guy mm-hmm. uh, has the option to hacksaw his foot off and then the movie ends. It's kind of like an anticlimax. It's too condensed and also, you, I know it's kind of a demand of the viewer, but I want the protagonist to be the last person who gets dust, justice dealt to them, not his, you know, weird sidekick. So let's play this. This is the, you know, the, the seminal last minute of the movie. Play cut. The chain in those handcuffs is high tensile steel. It'll take you 10 minutes to hack through it with this. Now, if you're lucky, you can hack through your ankle in five minutes. Go. You're mad, man. You think I look silly, don't you? Ha <laughs> Don't bring this on me, man. Don't do this to me, man. Oh, credits now isn't it a bit back isn't it a bit backwards shouldn't shouldn't the sidekick be killed first 
perfect ending, but for <laughs> this, what exactly what you're saying. What they okay. should have done is there's a scene in which the primary villain turns to his buddy, who we just saw there, you know, Mel Gibson handcuffing him to the thing and giving him the 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 hacksaw, uh, the hacksaw and right. telling him he's got ten minutes to cut through the chain or five minutes to cut through his leg. Uh, there's a scene in which those two are speaking, and the primary villain says to him, uh, you need to burn this guy to death. And this right. guy won't do it, and, and he won't do it. And so they struggle over the match. The match sort of falls into the gasoline, blow, like burns his buddy alive. Okay. So what should have happened is the primary villain should have said, it. okay, if you won't do it, I will. And then he does it, and then he's the guy at the end that gets the, yes. you know, that Mel Gibson changed to the. That would it's it's a, it's a just it's a very simple concept of like setting up for the finale that the the public is going to appreciate a satisfying ending, um, because the concept of chaining him to the thing and saying you got oh, ten genius. minutes to cut to the chain is brilliant. Yeah. But you got to make that the 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 worst guy in the film, the the actual yes. bad guy. You know, and, and you're right about the post-apocalyptic thing not being quite post-apocalyptic. <laughs> That's why I keep calling it quasi-post-apocalyptic. Right, but. right. The post-apocalyptic with ice cream parlors, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but they do say at the very beginning, and I missed it because I must have looked away or sorry, I didn't read it. At the beginning, it says a few years from now or right. something like that. A right. few years from now, that's the only indication we get. Now, what's really fascinating about this film is that the reason that this film was even created, the concept was of this, you know, this whole thing was because of the gas shortage in the 1970s. Right, you remember like the Jimmy? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, you had Jimmy to. Yeah, you know, we had alternate days for odds and evens, or uh, to get gas on your license plate. Yeah. There's huge lines of cars. Yeah. Right? So in Australia, apparently they had the same thing, which I didn't really realize, but naturally they would have, okay. of course. And I read that in in the region in which Miller grew up, uh, this only the emergency services were getting any kind of gasoline or wow. petrol, as they would call it. And so people were just going crazy, and apparently, like there were some violent incidents where he lived. And he thought, oh, you know, if but you know what's weird about that? There is only one scene in this film in which they actually steal gasoline from and the there's tanker. kind of this concept yeah. from the tanker. And there's this kind of concept of a gas shortage. And then he really blew that up in the second film and yes. made that like the key aspect of that movie. He probably should have made that the key aspect of this film as well, you know, but he didn't really he didn't really talk about it that much, but it was clearly in there. And that is how he got the idea in the first place. There is one element of this scene that I think is important because it kind of presages what happens later in, in society that you have Johnny the boy pleading to be, you know, let out or let free. And he, he doesn't mm -hmm. recognize, you know, who Mad Max is. And he says, but I've got, and I'm quoting here, I've got a personality disorder. I am yeah. sick. The court said I am. So it's this, you know, I'm not responsible, right, for yeah. killing yeah. Goose or anything else. The court, the system said I'm a sick man. I think that's important. That's an important message. I actually completely agree with you. And, and what's interesting is that we kind of see the same themes coming back around every yep. five, ten years or something like that. We're having the same debates constantly. Uh, I would go back and watch these um, interviews with, uh, you know, on this William Buckley's old show. And they would have the same talk. They'd be talking about the same stuff we're talking about today yeah. in the 1960s. We yeah. never really get over this stuff. In the second film, which I thought was 
fantastic. Hang on, hang on. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't steal my thunder. We'll talk about what happened after the original Rokotansky movie. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Making Movies Great Again with my buddy Chris Coles, the host of the superlative Mr. Reagan channel on YouTube, also Alpha Critic. If you enjoy our show, don't forget you can subscribe. Listen every time if you miss it. Just go to Spotify. Just go to your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts. Uh, We are coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida. Let me tell you Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging. And after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. There's only one way, but it's super easy. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. James by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Call today. Don't wait any longer. You know it makes sense. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. We'll be back with Chris in a moment. Welcome back to America First. Um, I need your, I need you to chip in, my associate producer Eric. Uh, did you like the original Mad Max? Did enjoy it a lot. I, I, the more I look back at it, I said this to you before. I think it's like the original Terminator in that it's a very sharp and tight movie. Like every scene is important. There's no filler whatsoever. Each scene leads to the next. You know, yeah, like the uh, the death of the Night Rider, the revenge, Goose getting burned, the family getting killed, and then revenge. Like it's all just very concise and compact, which is perfect for an action movie. So I actually, of course, the second one is the best. Road Warrior is the superior Mad Max movie, but I... And then what about Fury Road? I think, I said before, Fury Road is a good action movie. It's a terrible Mad Max movie. Max is an extra in his own movie. He's No, he's a dummy. He's a mannequin strapped to the front, front of a truck. I mean, yeah. how did Tom Hardy even... I mean, I know Tom Hardy's a little weird, but to be strapped to a truck for like, what, four months on end? That's lunacy. Yeah, he deserves he deserves so much better. I think as an actor, right, they, they one- really should have brought back Mel Gibson as well. It's oh, shocking yeah. to me that they they just went, oh, Mel Gibson is like canceled Toxic, by the left, and right. therefore, yeah, oh, we can't we can't hire him again. Are you kidding? Like if you had made. Mel Gibson, oh. the lead in, in Fury Road. Oh, I just, think that that film money. would have been epic. Just yeah, print just money. Print all all money. you yeah, exactly. is just print money. All right. All right. Let's have a final. Let's have a final verdict. What do we say about Mad Max? I'm going to say mm, not a movie I'd watch again, but you got to salute them for what they did with $400,000. Um, incredible cultural impact. Because, you know, even the phrase, he wo- he, he's going Mad Max, or that's a Mad Max world, has become a phrase in the English language. So, you know, cultural impact, absolutely. Uh, Chris, your verdict? I think that we have to recognize the cultural impact, the fact that it has led to all this other great stuff. But, yeah, it's not really worth watching. I'd say it's worth watching the last hour if mm-hmm. you just want to watch. Not even the last hour, maybe the last 30, 40 minutes. If you want to rent it or, or whatever, just watch the last bit. That's all you need to see. And then the second one, I think, is pretty epic. 
if they, you know, they could do another Mad Max with Mel Gibson. I don't, I don't understand why they don't do that. They should do another Indiana Jones with. I think they should do it with Harrison Ford and his cousin, uh, who's Chris the guy that Coles. plays. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, who's Magnum PI? What's that oh, guy? Oh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Make, make, bring his cousin in, Tom Selleck, and have them both be geriatric Indiana Jones cousins <laughs> fighting Nazis again. I think it'd be great. Have you seen the Magnum P.I. episode that is a complete ripoff of Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, I've seen little clips of it, but I've never seen uh, the full episode. They did the same thing it. with MacGyver. They made a ripoff yeah. of MacGyver you need episode to watch as well. It. Yeah. All right, are you ready for our next movie extravaganza? I want to know what we're I can't honestly I can't wait. I would like to cleanse the palate with a true classic, something I can really enjoy. All right. It's not happy go lucky. It's not a feel good movie, but it is an amazing movie by a legend. A true legend, the great, the one and only John Milius. We are going to watch the original Red Dawn. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Now, don't tell me you haven't seen it. I have seen Red Dawn. Okay, good. If you enjoy us, don't forget to follow Chris on his superb YouTube channel. It is, of course, Mr. Reagan, also the Alpha Critic. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This has been Making Movies Great Again. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on the swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.